Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always on Tuesdays, Mr. Matthew Rooney, while Andy is away talking about golf. And I guess there's, oh, we'll start with the football game. And I did say who the right touchdown, first touchdown score would be. Didn't bet on him. Hopefully you guys did. Maybe you put him in the same game parlay. What a goofy, goofy game last night. Just honestly, from a statistics perspective, to see all four Chiefs touchdowns be Mahomes to Kelsey, um, all the Devonta Adams work. I mean, what did you think of the game? It was pretty fun. I mean, congratulations to anybody playing fantasy football that needed a big night from Mahomes and Kelsey. A lot of big comebacks last night I heard about. Uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of people kicking themselves for that. Uh, that, that was just a fun football game. Like the, the Chiefs, it's just insane how when you're watching them play and like I, I well, was late to turn it on the game. I turn it on. It's already 17. Right. So I had it seven, nothing turned it had to turn off again, came back at 17, nothing. It's like, Oh, well, this game's nowhere near over. And the chiefs kind of went right back down and dro- like back down and scored again. It's like, Oh yeah, the, the chiefs are, are still right in this game. It's like, it doesn't matter what the deficit is for them. Like it was 24, nothing in that playoff game against Houston last year. And they made up the deficit before halftime. It's just that offense when it's clicking is so incredibly good. It's just impossible to stop. It really is. And again, it's just a lot of fun to watch that watch. It's all those weapons, all the scoring and, you know, Chiefs games are exciting. Let's try to get some more primetime Chiefs games. And I don't know if they play on Thursday again or or what's going on, but we got to get some more Chiefs primetime games because those seem to be the only ones worth watching. But are, let's jump in. Are the in Raiders some... like the best one and four team ever? It feels like they are so much better than that one and four record, but they just can't seem to close Great out games. Question. It is a pretty good Thank question. You. It's It's hard to figure out because, I mean, Derek Carr, he might be like, I don't know if he's the line for average or if he's like a line or two he's above. A little, it, I'm, I'm going to give him a, a right little bit there. above. I'll give him above. But yeah, yeah he, I mean, he, he has these moments where it's like, what are you doing? And then he drops a dime to Devontae Adams over two defenders' shoulders. It's like, oh, he's pretty good sometimes. And they just can't seem to put it together, especially against some of the better defenses. But you're right, like one and four, they have the same record as the Lions, the Steelers, the Commanders, the coachless Carolina Panthers. And um, I actually have a worse record than the Houston Texans, thanks to that tie. Not my Bears. My Bears have a better record. Oh, well, that's true. The Bears have been pretty solid. But let's get into some baseball. There's day baseball. Um, I don't know if my mom's watching right now. The Phillies game is on at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, Mom, if you hadn't considered that yet. But let's jump into those. Who else is playing today? What do we got? Everybody's playing today. I don't necessarily know why everybody's playing today. Um, but all four series kick off today. We have the your, your Phillies and the Bra- and Dan's Braves. You guys should have some sort of mayor's bet on that one. I don't really know what, but maybe we'll agree to something afterwards. You guys should get a mayor's bet going. Uh, Dan's Braves hosting your Phillies. Um, I like the Phillies to keep this series fun and interesting, but this game one matchup, I mean, it, it really swings towards the Braves' favor as the wild card. I think the new implementation of the wild card format was supposed to do. Um, am I frozen? I can still hear you, but yeah, your your screen. Okay, great. sorry. Yeah, I, was, I apologize. A little bit of a lag I'm, on the video. I'm You're good. Normal. I I'm off normal site today. I'm uh I'm getting some some car done some at my parents' house. If the internet is not all that great, um, but I really do like the Braves uh, match up here today with Max Fried going up on the mound against Ranger Suarez, who's the Phillies' third starter. I mean, it, it's why the wild card format was implemented. 
um, it gives that home, the team that wins their division, the better team, the, the bigger advantage. So I, I like Max Free to strike out five and the Braves to win today at plus 120. Um, I really do think that's the best way to get some value on the Braves. Freed has faced the Phillies four times this year, racked up five plus strikeouts in three of those. Um, I just I, I like the Braves to get take care of business in, uh, in game one at home. So give me Freed to pitch well and the Braves to take game one. And then the Astros hosting the Mariners in game one in Houston. Uh, I like Seattle. They've been a lot of fun. They were really fun in that wild card series, but this is just a really tough matchup for him. You're going up against the eventual soon to be AL Cy Young winner and Justin Verlander, uh, Logan Gilbert making his first start for Seattle. It's its first playoff start. It's a young kid going up against just a relentless lineup in Houston. I think that's a really, really tough matchup for him. So I like Houston there uh, minus one and a half plus one Oh five. It's taking all the favorites, whatever. Just today, I mean, early on in the series, that's what the wild card format's for. It's supposed to make it a little bit more uh, favorite heavy, really swing that advantage, uh, swing that advantage to the favorites. Yeah, we did talk about it before the show. I mean, given the pitching matchup tonight, and um, just feels like a game the Phillies are going to need to score six, seven runs to have any chance of winning. So, if three to now, Ranger that, Suarez like that. threw against the Braves <laughs> twice in September. And he allowed one combined earned run in those two starts. So there are there's a little reason for optimism, but I don't know, it just seems like a tough tough matchup for those Phillies in game one. Well, hopefully Ranger Suarez stays hot. We'll see. Uh, but that should be pretty fun. A day of baseball. Let's jump into some tennis. We've got a match tonight, a couple matches early tomorrow morning. Again, that San Diego tournament, always a lot of fun, um, like the West Coast late night tennis. And um, we'll have a total here. Daria Kasatkina going to play Layla Annie Fernandez. Now just Layla Fernandez. I guess she dropped the middle name. I will continue to call her that anyway. Um, this will be later tonight. Um, just double checking the time right now. Looks like it'll be five o'clock Eastern or so. So plenty of time um, early afternoon if you're out there on the West Coast. Just think this is going to be an absolute war. Um, both women tend to play very long matches. Um, was able to find a 21 at minus 15. That sounds really great. If there's a 21 and a half at less than standard juice, go ahead and scoop that up too. Um, again, and it, instead of taking the first set over here, these are women that play long sets in both. Um, a lot of six, one, seven, sixes, things like that, where you kind of see that flip dynamic from what I normally talk about. And we'll mention it just a few picks or two. So give me the over tonight. Should be a fun match. A lot of back and forth. Might go three, but didn't love the over two and a half sets price I saw. Early tomorrow morning in Romania, um, we've got an over in San Diego and under in Cluj, Napoca. Magdalenette playing Wang Junyu. Um, don't mind a bet on Lynette and the spread or anything like that, but just thought this was a better number at 21 and a half, much too high. The market looks like they're expecting some kind of 7-5, 6-4 type match here, and I expect Lynette here to put um, Wang away pretty quickly. Um, you know, not the best player on tour, but one of the players that generally beats everyone beneath her in the rankings pretty soundly and loses to everybody above her. And Wong very far away, has been playing some good tennis, but beating up on unranked players and things like that. So give me under 21 and a half there. And Paolini, a great first set over player. Castro's in the first round. Going to go back here. Um, plays against Diana Ostremska. They've played four times, all four times. It's been 6-4, six, 6-5. Six, I'm sorry, 6-4, 7-5, or 7-6 in that first set. And again, just kind of a blowout in the second. So happy to just keep riding that wave. First set over nine and a half there. So a totally awesome tennis day for us, Matthew. I am very yesterday, happy that yesterday wasn't a uh, Matt Prentice's tennis words day because Cluj-Napoca is not something I would have gotten correctly on the first try. Thankfully, I listened yesterday, heard Andy try it, and he got it right. But I, I'm, I'm happy yesterday wasn't a, a Matt Reed's tennis day. 
That's good. And you said you're offside today. You're sitting in front of somebody's jersey here. That looks like a Blackhawks jersey. That's, a, that's a Blackhawks Stan Makita jersey. Uh, they do not Ooh. play tonight. They uh, have the luxury of going to Colorado, the defending Stanley Cup champions tomorrow night. So that, <laughs> that should like really fun. go well for a rebuilding Blackhawks team that's trying to lose. Um, but we do have two games tonight. Uh, not, it's not the official start uh, of the NHL season. The Predators and, and uh, Sharks played two games in Prague a few days ago, uh, but they did a terrible job of promoting that. Uh, tonight is the actual start to the NHL season, the real whatever, official-ish, whatever, unofficial start. Those fake games. There's two games tonight. Uh, we have one late game. The, the Kings and the Golden Knights are late. And the first one is Ranger rematch the Eastern Conference Finals, the Rangers and the Lightning. That one in New York. Uh, I'll start there. I like the Rangers uh, money line minus 115. Uh, I feel like these early season home starts for a team like the Rangers, that's going to be a really electric fan base. That young core is going to be coming out flying. Whereas Tampa, um, Tampa didn't have the best offseason. They've been in some cap trouble and they had to make some moves to let Jersey. He's been one of their most clutch scorers, best forwards, core players for the last, you know, 10 ish years. Uh, and Ryan McDonough, uh, a key factor on their blue line has gone. Jan Ruda, who played big minutes on their blue line, he's gone. Uh, Ian Cole, a guy who they brought in to replace one of those defensemen, is not playing thanks to some uh, uh, unfortunate allegations being made towards him. He's being held out. Um, so it, it's a tough matchup for Tampa early, especially a veteran team like that that starts a little bit slower. Uh, I like the Rangers at home uh, in front of a big crowd with uh, – really bringing back a, a similar team to last year. They had a couple key losses, but they did a good job filling those needs, bringing in Vincent Trocek, kind of center that second line. Um, so I, I don't think that, I think their losses aren't nearly as big or impactful as the the Lightning losses. So I'm going to go with them. And then the Kings money line at home, this is more of a fade Vegas play. Um, I think Vegas is going to get a lot of public money this year because of the way they started their you know franchise history. But that's a team kind of headed downward. They're really in some salary cap hell. They've been uh, they've had injury issues the last two years. They've had like three different coaches in the last three years. Just a lot of turmoil going on there. And that's an example of a team that kind of went all in to get a cup over the last couple of years. Didn't get it. And now they're paying for it a little bit. Um, I expect it to be a little bit of a down year for Vegas. I, I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs. And I really like this Kings up and coming team. Um, made the playoffs last year, gave Edmonton all they can handle going taking them to seven games and we know how good Edmonton ended up being so I like the Kings on the money here the two home favorites a slight home favorites uh, on NHL opening night Patrick says you have an ugly jersey uh that's just not true it's one of the best jerseys <laughs> in all the sports yeah I mean the Vegas Knights like you said it's they went in really hard and at some point you got to kind of pay the piper and, and clean house a little bit you think it's gonna There's, be this they're year? paying the piper yeah, I mean, it's, it kind of even started last year. They ended up missing the playoffs. They were one of the favorites to win the West, and they just kind of could never put it together. Uh, this is it, it, It's finally happening for them. They're, they're kind of starting to pay the piper a bit, and I, I think they're going to continue to struggle. That makes perfect sense. And let's get into my favorite sport. And this time next week, Oops. we're going to have actual NBA picks. There's I know. Freaking NBA basketball in a week. I'm very excited, and uh, we'll have a bunch of more futures and stuff. I'll go back through some of the award markets over the next week or so, but I want to start with a play, and um, always fun to talk about parlays a little bit. You'll see that we don't necessarily shy away from doing them, and just to remind everybody, you know, you hear a lot of things, parlays are always bad, and they're not. What a parlay does is it takes a bunch. It's only as good as the bets you put in it. If you take a bad bet and put it into a parlay, it makes all those other bets worse. 
But if you take a bunch of good bets and put them together, it actually makes them more valuable because you're sort of combining them all together. And there's four particular prices to make the playoffs that I love quite a bit here in my perfectly profitable playoff parlay. Four teams, two from the Eastern Conference, two from the Western Conference. I'll start with the Milwaukee Bucks. I know minus 3,000 is tough to think of that as value, but that should be minus 100,000. Um, the only way the Milwaukee Bucks miss the playoffs if is both. Chris Middleton and Giannis Antetokounmpo miss 50, 60 plus games from this season. I am more than happy to say that that's not going to happen. And even if it does, I, this Milwaukee Bucks team has a lot of flexibility. Um, it has some depth and some good players behind it. I wonder if they could actually even keep things afloat. I mean, it's just an outrageous, almost preposterous scenario that you have to get to for the Milwaukee Bucks not to be one of the final eight teams in the Eastern Conference. The Cavaliers minus 310. Um, every time I run through my projections here, they are pretty comfortably a top four or five team here in the Eastern Conference. Um, would have this number closer to minus seven, almost minus 800 myself. And again, it's hard to, to price stuff, honestly, when you're at these big extremes. It's hard to look at really high and low ends of the spectrum and, and feel great about it. But again, this number should be much, much bigger. Denver Nuggets, minus 950 here, pretty close to the Bucks now. Maybe it's not minus 100,000, but you would need both Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic to miss 50, 60-plus games. And even then, maybe Michael Porter Jr. finds a way to stay healthy or the rest of those nice young players that they put together this, this offseason can keep things afloat. Again, this is a number I have closer to that Bucks number, minus 3,000 or so. And the Minnesota Timberwolves, one of my favorite teams of the regular season. You know, Similar to the Cavaliers here, the market just not ready to accept a team that you know, it was good last year, but was unable to really do anything with their playoff appearance. I think things will be much better this year. We know they picked up Rudy Gobert this year. This price should be, again, minus 1,000, something like that. Um, just so much talent on that team with Anthony Edwards, um, D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, the aforementioned Gobert. Again, you would need two, three of those guys to miss 50, 60 games. I'm talking, you know, three quarters, 80% of the season here. So put them all together. You get minus 105. You can do this at our friend's FanDuel. Check that out. Um, just really like that. And if you want, you can sprinkle a couple other teams in there. You can, get, you can get this to plus money pretty easily. But these are my four favorite numbers there, minus 105. And there might be another Betsworth basketball handicap that likes this too, Matt. I think I'd have to sprinkle my bulls in there too, and I'll take that perfectly profitable playoff parlay. That'll get you to a nice plus number, I bet. It'll be fun there. So basketball season's on the way. I like that. We got four sports in today. I guess five. We talked a little bit NFL, but you got baseball yeah. picks. You got hockey picks, tennis picks, and you got a basketball parlay. The NBA season is near. The hockey season is here. Anything else to say to the, the folks before I wrap it up here, Matty? I got nothing for you. Go like no. and subscribe because it makes Andy happy. Yeah, do that. Check out No House Advantage. All our wonderful sponsors, Profit Exchange, get in there. It's always fun to bet some of those early lines on the exchange for the NFL and things like that. But we'll be back tomorrow for more. See you then.